What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. I feel so bad about what she was feeling, how afraid she must have been. She needs justice, just so her, she could rest. I just want her to rest. She didn't deserve to die this way, with no dignity. What happened in an Atlanta neighborhood park there in the Oakland City area? A gorgeous young model, Bridget Schill, was in the final moments of her life. No witnesses, no cameras, no one arrested. We have not forgotten. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. We want answers in the death of young Bridget Shield. Why did she have to die? Why did she die? Her mother, Angela, heartbroken. I feel like part of my heart has been taken away. Part of me is missing. She says she can't trust anybody now. She's even looking at Bridget's friends, at everyone. All we know, her career was just taking off. A model agency had gotten her a job in a music video. It was a huge break for her. 
things were looking up. And then suddenly, in a public park, she's found dead? Joining me, CBS 46th Atlanta investigative reporter Karen Greer, private investigator, former Nashville PD Vincent Hill, and Dr. Tiffany Sanders, renowned psychologist, joining us out of Chicago. Let's start with Karen Greer from CBS 46. Karen, you've been on the case from the get-go. Tell me what happened at the very beginning. The very beginning of the story, Nancy, is just still very disturbing to all of us. Uh, we had gotten a call about 19-year-old Bridget Shields' body stripped naked, found in a park in our area, as you said, and really no clues. She had been shot multiple times mm. right in the back as if she'd been you know, running from someone who had been chasing her in this park. Um, we talked to friends of hers who said she was loving, she was sweet, she'd gone out uh, that night. We'd followed her on social media, saw her preparing to go out that night, and then saw her last Snapchat video where she looked like she was in the park and she was fine and she was going to meet someone. Um, and that's where all the clues seem to have stopped for police and and even for us as we tried to get some answers on this story. So she was Snapchatting right before her murder? Yes, she did, Snapchatting right before her murder, her death. I mean, she was barefoot, running in a park. We could see that uh, with her. And then that was the last clue. Listen. Uh, around 7 a.m., this victim was found at Oakland City Park at 1305 Oakland Drive. Um, this victim was nude, as we've reported before, and suffered several gunshot wounds. A little, a brief timeline uh, of her whereabouts. She was last seen uh, the day before uh, at a friend's house near 10.15 p.m., 10.20 p.m., near South Harrison Road and Redan Road in DeKalb County. Uh, later on that evening, she was seen at a Chevron gas station around 11.20 p.m., Memorial Drive and Rockbridge Road with two black males, one wearing a white T-shirt the other having a goatee, and both in their early 20s to 30 years old. The victim's vehicle was discovered June 1st at about 6 a.m. at 4958 Redan Road. So that's the timeline. I think we've reported that before. In regards to the investigation, we're continuing to look at phone records, social media accounts, uh, victim associates, friends, and family. Who would want Bridget Scheel dead? Who would want her dead? Um, what do we know from the autopsy report? Let's start with that, Karen Greer. What does it show? That autopsy showed that uh, she had been shot several times in her back. Uh, as if she, as said, was running away from her killer. Everybody, Karen Greer is at CBS 46 right now, so you're hearing her newsroom in the background in case you're hearing those voices. Um, just two hours and 13 minutes before she was murdered, she talked with a friend on the phone. Everything was fine. But then just 30 minutes later, she was in trouble. Witnesses tell police... A witness says she saw Bridget at a Shell gas station uh, about 20 miles from the park where she would very soon be murdered. Take a listen to what her grandmother says. And I've heard that she was at a gas station in her car 
She was not driving. She was in the front seat, but in the passenger side. And I've heard that she looked very unhappy. That is from Crime Watch Daily. She was in her car. She was not behind the wheel. We learned that there were two men in the her car, possibly holding her captive. Nobody recognizes these guys at the Shell gas station. Was she under some type of coercion? Was she forced into the car? According to detectives, witnesses say she did not look comfortable. She's sitting in the passenger seat of her car. She's not in control of the vehicle. After that, she's found dead in a public park. To Vincent Hill, private investigator, former Nashville PD, there were security cameras at the gas station. Did they catch anything of, of Bridget's car or who was in it? Nancy, the best that they were able to determine was uh, one male black appeared to be between 20 and 30 years old with a white T-shirt, and there was no clear description of the other individual in the car. And to your point, yes, there were witnesses that said Bridget did not appear to be comfortable inside her own vehicle. So as an investigator, that tells me this is likely where the trouble started for Bridget that night. Well, there's another clue about the car. When the car was found the day after they find Bridget's body murdered in a public park, some of her clothing was inside her car. Obviously, someone had tried to find, to hide the clothing. I guess that means it was stuffed in the glove compartment or stuffed under a seat or under something, maybe a, a, a floor mat. But her clothing was hidden in the car. So her clothing was forced off of her in that car, we think. Yeah. Um, we, go ahead. Yeah, her, her clothing was in the car. Of course, she was found, uh, unfortunately, naked. Uh, I did receive a call from a source that was close to a friend of Bridget, and the allegation was that uh, there was an attempt to burn Bridget's body to dispose of it. So, of course, the easiest way to do that is to make sure the body is naked. Uh, there, that hasn't been proven, but again, this was a source uh, from someone close to Bridget. Everyone, the tip line in this is 404-577-TIPS. 404-577-8477. To Karen Greer joining me, special guest out of CBS 46. Karen, her clothes were in the car. The car was found not far from the Shell station. Her body was found miles away in a public park. What does that lead you to deduce, Karen? We were concerned, and, and as police were when we talked to them about this, that, um, you know, she perhaps knew, she knew who she was with. It was her vehicle. Um, she was in the passenger seat, and she was driven. She somehow got to that park where um, her body was found nude. Then hearing that there were about seven gunshot wounds to her back, uh, that was startling information to hear from the autopsy. And they were the type of bullets that exploded uh, once they were fired in your body. So it was as if it were someone who really didn't want her to be identified. 
You know, the fact that she is shot so many times, very disturbing. You know, uh, she's, she's in several music videos. Um, yes. I'm just thinking about how this whole thing went down. And who would have shot her so many times as she was running, running naked in a public park? What more do we know about the autopsy report? Um, They said that the shots to her torso were the ones that actually caused her death. Um, And they had thought earlier that she had been dumped at that park. But upon further review, the police said that they believe it all happened in the park. And she was trying to get away from whoever committed the murder. I want you to hear this. Well, we initially thought that that she was dumped there because the, her body was just laying there with nothing, just a nude body, no uh, personal belongings, nothing. So, so the original theory was that someone brought her there after she was killed and dumped the body. But uh, upon further review, uh, we, we now believe that the incident actually happened in the park and she was trying to flee uh, whoever it was that, that committed the murder. I mean, just to st- yeah, and, and, go ahead. And Nancy, I'm sorry. Let, let me just add this. I, I viewed the autopsy and some of those rounds entered at a downward angle. So that tells me Bridget was on the ground likely already dead and someone still stood above her and fired those shots into her back and into her buttocks. That's very sad and it's, to me, a a crime of rage, a crime of passion. A gorgeous young girl, Bridget Shields, shot while running for her life. This was just weeks before she planned to move to Washington, D.C., where she grew up in a military family, danced ballet, played on the soccer field, Uh, all-American girl growing up, at least. Take a listen to what her grandmother says. She was a live wire, full of energy, full of life, so, so much fun to be around. And she was very dramatic. If the sun was shining, she wouldn't say the sun is shining. She'd say, look at the day. That is from Crime Watch Daily. And in just a matter of seconds, everything comes to a screeching halt. But in those seconds, she was terrified, terrified and running for her life. She knew she was about to be murdered. To Dr. Tiffany Sanders, Chicago psychologist joining us, I can't even imagine her frame of mind as she's naked running through a public park running for her life dr tiffany i'm sure she couldn't even think straight put yourself in her shoes she's afraid it's dark uh she she doesn't know where to turn um her heart is racing that fight or flight is kicking in you know and and that fear that something is looming behind you uh it is more than I, i bet her family can even bear to hear i want you to hear this this is harsh but true. I feel worried, sick, that she may have suffered. I don't know if she was tortured. I don't know what happened. Did she hurt? Did they beat her up? You know, how long? 
did she know that she was gonna die? And I worry that she knew for hours that she might die. I feel so guilty. The shadow would have cut us. Her mother, Angela, heartbroken. Absolutely, Nancy. It's just disturbing to even hear the details. But um, and I, I'm very concerned because a, a young lady that comes from a military background, uh, a, a sort of all-American lifestyle. How would she? How did she get to the point where she's possibly involved uh, with some unscrupulous people who are doing these things? You know, it, it makes me question um, certain things that may have happened in her life. Uh, who who was mentoring her, who was guiding her. Uh, you just don't get involved in these type of activities at 19. 19, you're supposed to be in, uh, in college possibly or some sort of trade school. So there are a lot of questions that are unanswered, but in that moment, uh, it was just fear that was likely in her mind, and, and she was probably uh, knowing that her life was coming to an end. What can you tell me about RIP bullets with me, Vincent Hill, private investigator, Karen Greer, investigative reporter with CBS 46, and Dr. Tiffany Sanders out of Chicago, rest in peace, rip, radically invasive projectiles. What can you tell me about those type of bullets, Vincent Hill? Yeah, and I think they're named appropriately, Nancy, RIP, because they're designed specifically to explode on impact. So anytime something enters your body and explodes, it's meant for mass destruction and total damage. And obviously that's what happened here with Bridget. Well, another thing, uh, she was shot, as we know, seven times in the back, legs, and buttocks with rip rounds, RIP, radically invasive projectiles. And these bullets are a little bit like hollow point bullets that explode inside of you. Uh, They're exploding bullets that leave a, quote, snowstorm-like shrapnel effect inside your body and no powder burns. We also know from the autopsy report she was shot at a distance by a killer on the move. The gunshot wounds to the torso. If she had been shot 36 inches or closer, there would have been powder burns, uh, gunshot residue, or if even closer, there had been stippling, burning from the the heat of the gun and the gunshot powder. Um, when you look at the path of the bullets, Vincent, they were all to the back side of her. So you're convinced she was definitely running away and then likely shot on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there were no no wounds to the to the front of Bridget, uh, so. Again, you have to think she's she's naked. She's in this park. It's dark. So she was definitely running. She was definitely afraid. And unfortunately, this killer was able to uh, get on target, per se, and and kill Bridget. So, uh, again, the rounds that entered at a downward spiral tells me she was already on the ground, likely mm-hmm. dead, mm-hmm. or just about uh, to that point when that occurred. Well... Wouldn't you call this overkill seven bullets? I mean, wait, they had to kill her seven times over? Yeah, abs- absolutely, Nancy. I mean, any one of those rounds, one by itself, could have killed Bridget. To do it six more times was just nothing but overkill. And again, to me, it was 
rage. Interesting, her fingernails, Karen Greer, joining me from CBS 46, were absolutely perfect. Uh, Almost as if she were doing a hand ad in a magazine. She just had her nails done. They were absolutely perfect. And what is intriguing about that is there was no fight her her nails were not torn off we don't know of any dna under her nails nothing right but police did tell me nancy in an interview months later that they did find some dna in her car Mm. that they thought could help them identify the person who was responsible will this then turn out to be a dna case as of right now no arrests and no leads hold on with that development from Karen Greer, let me pause and thank not only our guests, Karen Greer, Vincent Hill, Dr. Tiffany Sanders, Alan, and Jackie, but you as well for joining us here on Sirius XM 132 and our partner making today's program and the investigation into the death, the murder of this young girl, Bridget Shield, possible. It's legal Zoom. New Year's is over. And now it's time to write your own success story for 2018. And LegalZoom can help you with that. Let this be the year you finally launch and run your own business. Or rest easier knowing your family's future is secure by you making the right estate plan. As a matter of fact, LegalZoom has been helping people just like us take care of dreams and responsibilities over 16 years. The good news is LegalZoom's not a law firm, but they have the resources to put you on the right path, including advice from a nationwide network of independent lawyers at your fingertips. Whether you want to take your business to the next level or take control of your family's future with an estate plan, LegalZoom plugs right into your life without billable hours like a law firm. Because at LegalZoom, pricing is up front. What a relief. Write your own 2018 success story at LegalZoom.com now. Special savings? Enter promo code NANCY in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. LegalZoom.com. I want to address the fact that DNA was found in Bridget's car and what they may, that may mean to the case. But first, I want to talk about her boyfriend. He has not been formally named a suspect or a person of interest in the case, although he considers himself the prime suspect. Listen. Did the police say that you were a suspect? Yeah, they said I was a suspect. They said I was the number one suspect. They number said, one suspect. They said I was the number one suspect. They said everybody thought I did it. But why would the police say that you're the number one suspect and they think that you did it? What, what did they tell you that they had on you? Um, me being the most recent person that she was with. That's all they can tell me. Do the cops still consider you their prime suspect? Uh, they, I don't, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that I'm the prime suspect now because when they called me back the second time to the precinct, and they were like, everybody thinks you did it. I was like, okay, bro, I'm gonna sue this whole entire situation if you put ghosts on me. Yeah, um, I'm very confident, like, bro, uh, I know some good lawyers, some of the top five lawyers in the U.S. right now, man. I, I wish you would put ghosts on me, bro. Like, I would love, to call them. I would love to place this call, bro. And they walked out and they came back and said, you can leave. Have they told you they've ruled you out? No, but it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me. I don't even think twice about it. 
I'm going to be thinking twice about being a suspect. That is from Crime Watch Daily interviewing the boyfriend. So often when I prosecuted felony cases in inner city Atlanta, if I had access to a 911 call, I would play it for the jury so they could hear the victim or go back to the moment an incident occurred. Now, this is a 911 call that Bridget herself made regarding fearing her boyfriend and wanting help. He is not a suspect or person of interest in her murder, but listen to Bridget Shield. 911 call of Bridget saying that you hit her. I'm not aware of that. I've never heard no call. I've never heard any of this. I've never heard no call. Can you show me report? And we'll be happy to show you, but how do you not know about this report? I mean, this is... How do you not know Bridget? So this is real. Call 911. She really called, she really called and said fantasy. this? This is not fantasy. She called the cops on, I mean, seriously, you don't know this. How, how is a person you say you're in love with do this and you have no idea who's living with you? I wasn't aware of this. This is, man, wow. I really still want to see that. I want to do the interview, bro. I want to see what you're talking about. That is from Crime Watch Daily interviewing the boyfriend. I want to go back to the DNA that Karen Greer, CBS 46, is telling us about. Karen, do we know where the DNA was? Could it have been innocent DNA? Why do you think this may hold the key to the killer? Well, it didn't appear to be innocent because uh, the, the police detective that I talked to said that they believe the DNA belongs to the killer, but they've had a problem connecting that DNA with a suspect. Um, so that leads us to believe that something was left behind. We have some DNA from the scene, and we know that it is male DNA. So uh, we're hoping that at some point we'll, we'll get that DNA match to that person. And uh, sometimes it takes a while. Hmm. At a recent memorial service in Washington, D.C., Bridget was remembered as one of a kind, a fashionista that loved everybody and hoping to crack into the world of modeling and fashion. Let's think this through. Police now looking for two men last seen with Bridget in her car outside a Shell Station convenience store. One had on a white T-shirt with a goatee and was seen yelling at her. Shortly after, this girl's body was found full of bullets, rest in peace bullets, radically invasive projectiles. Now, detectives are exploring every avenue every avenue but what we know from the autopsy there was no sex attack vincent hill that's correct nancy there was no signs of any sexual assault uh that night uh just unfortunately the homicide to bridget shield hmm now another thing we know is she had a college fund set up that the family was hoping she would use to reinvent herself and start over in college. I'm thinking about this girl's life. 
and what that can mean to the investigation into her death. Also, what do we know about the DNA? Vincent Hill, what can you tell us about CODIS regarding the DNA and APHIS regarding the fingerprints? Yeah, so of course, if there's a match to the DNA, CODIS could tie that. And of course, most states nowadays, if you're arrested and convicted of a felony, you have to give DNA samples. Now, the problem here is if this individual has never been arrested or never fingerprinted, uh, there may be difficulty tying that DNA to anyone. Uh, My suspicion is if you're cold enough to shoot someone seven times, chances are you've been involved with law enforcement before you're known to law enforcement. So I would suspect that that DNA is on file for someone and hopefully it leads to Bridget's killer. And Vincent, you're absolutely right. That's one of the things the detective said. It could take a while. Usually they are able to track it down, but sometimes it takes them a while to get those DNA matches. Well, if the person's not in the system, if they don't have a previous felony record, I mean, in a lot of states, your DNA doesn't go in the system unless you have a felony. Some states don't include misdemeanor crimes. But then there's also... APHIS for fingerprints. Were any fingerprints found in the car? Everybody, for those of you just joining us here at Sirius XM 132, Karen Greer from CBS 46, Vincent Hill, private investigator, and Dr. Tiffany Sanders, Chicago psychologist, joining us as we investigate the murder of a beautiful 19-year-old girl who had just launched her modeling career with a music video, Bridget Schill. To Karen Greer, CBS 46, any fingerprints in the car? Uh, They mentioned no fingerprints, Nancy, that uh, they could identify as as being anything that shouldn't have been there. You know, and you talked about Bridget being beautiful. She just graduated from high school, not, you know, months before and was really trying to get started and, and do cosmetology training. She wanted to do hair and to do nails. So that was something she was looking forward to. Um, how her life was just stopped so quickly in her young life is is still something the police are looking to solve very quickly. They'd hope to have something um, by the end of last year. Now we're in another year, and they still have no more leads than they had before. Do you think her case is being neglected, Karen? I would hate to say that, Nancy, because the uh, detective I spoke with tearfully talked to me. It's something he thought of his daughter. Um, and he said he didn't want to rest until her killer was found. And he's about to retire from the force, actually. You know what's so ironic to Dr. Tiffany Sanders? Her motto was she lived and loved and laughed and left. That was her motto. It's almost like she predicted her, her death and demise early. Um, live, love and left. Wow. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a great inspiring model, right? I'm going to live and I'm going to love, but she left too early. And for someone who had a college fund, for someone uh, to, uh, you know, move to another location to start their life and to be involved in school and, and early uh, job opportunities, very exciting. But it leads me to question who uh, guided her off track, who uh, exposed her to these individuals who likely uh, shot her in the back while she was fearing, uh, not likely, they did shoot her in the back as she feared for her life. So I, I'm, I'm concerned that we're, we're overlooking 
who possibly is influencing this young lady? At 18, 19, you're very impressionable. You're, you're looking for guidance. Someone guided her off track, and unfortunately, uh, it, it costed her, her. It costed her life, and and something that we should really be concerned about. I'm just wondering what, if anything, that surveillance video can show. I know her family is heartbroken. Take a listen to what her grandmother says. I spoke to her the day before she was murdered. I had sent her money because she needed a place to stay. She wanted to not stay with Kevin and go stay in a motel. I wanted her to be able to do that. On the day that she was murdered, she had texted me that morning, darling, I love you. And she had also called, but somehow my phone got turned off. So I missed her call. Oh, I miss her every day. I think of her every day. I just wish she was still here. I think she had a lot of growing up to do, and I wish she'd been given the chance to grow up. I will miss her forever. That was Bridget's grandmother, who spoke to her just the day before. That evening, um, her mom, Angela, says her daughter's friend said the two were getting together that night to go to a party together. But that never happened. The friend says Bridget got into her car, said she'd be right back, and that was the last she saw of her. How did she end up in the car with these two guys, one allegedly yelling at her? What changed? And why can I ask you, Vincent Hill, are police so convinced that she was actually murdered in the park, not just dumped there? Well, Nancy, it's interesting. Originally, the the uh, belief was that she was dumped there. However, uh, once she started going back and looking at things, there was a 911 call around uh, 1.30 in that park uh, of shots fired. Uh, the stat- Snapchat kind of ties her to the park. So I think police were able to start putting that together to say this is where the murder actually occurred. And plus there were witnesses that said they saw a young female matching Bridget's description in the park area just before the shooting. So I think police were able to tie that to say that's where the murders actually occurred. According to police investigator Vincent Velasquez, he insists that she was shot in the park, that there was no evidence that her body had been uh, attempted to be burned, that she was not on the ground when she was shot, that they believe she was running from her attacker at that time. He claims that those reports have a negative impact on the family. To me, those are things left to be determined by the autopsy, you can't really tell about angles and trajectory paths unless you're performing the autopsy. Listen. There's no evidence to suggest that Bridget Shield was shot while on the ground. There's no, <coughs> excuse me, no evidence to suggest that the killers plan on burning her body uh, and to suggest that is speculation. There's no evidence to suggest excuse me, that her tattoos had anything to do with uh, what happened to this victim. 
a lot of speculation surrounding this case. But the video, the video to Karen Greer, CBS 46, what specifically does the video show? It shows very afraid, a very nervous Bridget Shield. It shows two uh, gentlemen who are very forceful uh, with her, who uh, obviously were not there to help her, assist her, make her comfortable. Uh, it shows a very suspicious scene, uh, nothing that would, if if it were daylight, people would probably be concerned about. But with it being late at night, uh, that gas station on Memorial Drive and Rockbridge Drive in DeKalb County, uh, it's it's an area that, you know, is frequent. People going past there all the time, but really nobody paying attention. So uh, it's interesting that they she was the car was ditched behind a cell phone tower in Stone Mountain, several miles from that crime scene later on, uh, police able to find it and, you know, trying to still find whoever committed that murder. It was Major Adam Lee, uh, the third of Atlanta police, the homicide detective who said he wanted to solve this. Um, He thought of his own child, um, but he's retiring this year. So this is one of those cases that he was very upset he's not able to, to find a conclusion to, to find out who murdered this young, beautiful girl. And all Bridget's mom can do now is wonder, wonder what her daughter's last moments must have been like. And she says, and I'm quoting, that's the worst part of all this. How did Bridget feel during the time when she was running? She wanted to be a model. She had a lot of friends. She was the type of young girl who could go out, not know anyone, and walk away, and everybody would be her friend. I don't think I can get past this point of grieving until someone has been found. What does that say to you, Dr. Tiffany Sanders? Well, Nancy, it's a trauma. It's a trauma that happened to her family. It's overwhelming, and it's difficult for her to process that if, if my young daughter, beautiful, full of joy and loving, and she trusted individuals, I don't know who to trust. I don't know if I should trust her friends, her enemies. So it's very overwhelming. And that level of grief is difficult to manage. Um, you know, it, all you can do and hope and pray is that she gets some sort of peace knowing that the police are still actively pursuing this investigation and that it has not left the uh, minds of uh, residents and and family and friends in in Atlanta. Again, the tip line, 404-577-TIPS. You know, another irony to Karen Greer with CBS 46, who's been on the case from the very beginning, that music video that she had just done, uh, it was Big Ya Video. And the translation is open fire. That's what the translation to that is, open fire. Yes. It is, as Dr. Tiffany has said, you know, it it appears she almost knew uh, there were some signs that she would not make it to 2021. Um, some of the things, that, perhaps the crowd she was running with, Dr. Tiffany talked about who, who had her out there and it changed her course in high school. Um, kids talked about she was a quiet girl. She was smart. Um, she'd done very well in high school. And uh, it appears started running with the wrong crowd that um, really put her in danger. Perhaps some were saying, and, and Vincent can speak to this, that she may have seen some things that she shouldn't have seen. And there were people that didn't want her to ever talk about it. Um, 
there were so many stories out there. We got calls from people who said they were friends and, and they knew uh, who might have done it and that the person left town. So police telling us that they had so many calls about this case. and Then know, why is DNA. it still cold? That's what I want to know. With all the calls and all the information, DNA in the car, why is the case still unsolved? Why is Bridget's mother still unable to move forward? Because no one has been caught in the murder of her little girl. The girl who is an Amber Rose lookalike, um, let me say a young Amber Rose found naked in a park, her body riddled with bullets. I don't, I don't don't get how or why. I don't get what she could have done. I really don't. I can't think of any reason, not even one. We are back in the investigation in the murder of a teen girl found naked and riddled with bullets in a public park. Back to Vincent Hill, private investigator. I'm I'm looking at the surveillance video at that at the shell station of her car. What do you think about the car? What clues can we get from that? What assumptions can we make about the car? Well, what it tells me, Nancy, quite frankly, is it's someone that was familiar with that area that may have lived in that area. Uh, I don't find a coincidence that the car was found just about three miles from that shell station behind a restaurant. Again, somebody that knew the area and the car was at least 25 miles from where the murders occurred. So somebody purposely drove that car there to get away from the crime scene to get closer to their residence. And I think that's the circle where investigators should be looking at, I'm sure they are looking at, but it's very important who who drives 25 miles if they live by the park versus dumping the car by the park. Also interesting, the car had a dent in the passenger side bumper. Um, wonder what, if anything, that means if it's connected to this. We know that she suffered multiple gunshot wounds to her back, buttocks, and legs. Did she ever even turn around? A license plate reader camera picked up a red Ford Fusion registered to her near Roswell and Northridge Roads. That's 25 miles from the scene. Now, how the car came to pass through that area at an even greater distance from the ultimate whereabouts of the car owners is yet to be understood. I mean, when you're talking about Northridge Road and Roswell Road, that's a long way from Stone Mountain. Where was this car taken, Vincent Hill, and why? Yeah, absolutely, Nancy. And here's what's ironic about Roswell and Northridge, where that car was seen on the surveillance camera. A house that was rented out by Kevin McKinney, Bridget Seals boyfriend at the time, was in that area. So that car was going in the route towards Kevin McKinney's mother's house. So... It's ironic, coincidence, maybe not, that Bridget's car, after she was killed, was seen going towards Kevin McKinney's mother's house. That's a huge clue in my mind. It's a huge red flag in this case. Yeah, as I always say, there's no coincidence in criminal law. Back to Karen Greer, CBS 46. 
Karen is the boyfriend a person of interest? It's my understanding he's not been formally named a person of interest or a suspect in this case. He has not, Nancy. He has never been named a person of interest or a suspect. But he has said in interviews, several interviews, he is the, the main suspect. He's the one everybody's looking at. He broke down crying when he was asked about her and, and said he if he were there in that park, in Oakland Park that night, he would have taken those bullets for her. So, um, yes, it's a, a very interesting situation. Uh, he had a new girlfriend. Um, he had a child by that, that woman. Uh, there were even reports early on that perhaps Bridget was pregnant. The autopsy did not show uh, a pregnancy, but um, Vincent Hill and I had learned that uh, perhaps she had had an abortion before that. Speaking of the boyfriend from Crime Watch Daily, listen to this. Her autopsy showed that she was not pregnant. So what's the truth? I'm still not even aware if Bridget was still pregnant or not, but uh, I'm pretty sure she was. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. That Bridget was carrying your child. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. There's no denying on that at all. I know for a fact. And what was your discussion with Bridget about this child on the way? It was through text message. And I was with the mother of my child, and I had to uh, basically, like, tell Bridget, like, I don't believe you. Like, I had to play it off because I was trying to be a family man, and I didn't want to lose my son because women can get crazy with these type of things. The rumor after that is that Bridget ended the pregnancy, but it was a rumor she would never be able to substantiate. The story, Nancy, is just, there's still so many unanswered questions in this case that police are asking for any help they can to help solve it. To Dr. Tiffany Sanders, Chicago psychologist, why aren't people coming forward with evidence? Well, Nancy, she was found running through a park and shot seven times in the back. That's not a typical murder. As Vincent alluded to, there was some sort of rage and passionate anger So to hear that it wasn't some sort of random drive-by, but that she was targeted in that heinous way, it would frighten many people from wanting to speak up and to be involved in any sort of investigation for their own lives and well-being. Uh, So it it makes sense. It's, It's not the best thing, but it definitely makes sense why people may be quiet. Where does it stand now? To Karen Greer, CBS 46, we are trying to ignite the cold case of a murdered teen girl, Bridget Shell, with the world in front of her. She had just gotten a, an offer to star in a music video. Her dreams were coming true. Her life cut short in a horrible way. Karen Greer, CBS 46, where does it all stand now? Well, Nancy, Atlanta police are hoping some witnesses from that store that saw Shield and those men will come forward with some information. They said at least three, four, five even people went into that store, purchased something, went out, and may have seen her. Um, And they may know who those guys are. Uh, The guys may have been regulars at the store because, as Vincent said, they knew that area. So police are hoping that will help them. And they're also helping that something comes back eventually on that DNA found in the car and on the crime scene. So that's where they are with this. They're just waiting for something to break free in this case. I want you to hear this. Let me ask you this. Mm. We gotta be very clear now. Okay. This is on the record. Did you, Kevin, mm. have anything to mm. do with the murder of Bridget Shield? No. 
Not at all. I woke up to finding out that she got killed. I got the call, and I just broke out in tears. Um, I didn't know what to do. I, it was the most cra craziest, out of nowhere, unexpected thing that ever happened in my life. Because no matter what, it's just heartbreaking to me, man. Because that was the woman that I probably would have been married to. So, yeah. If man. Bridget were alive today, you saying you'd be with her? Yeah. I want to I marry. Man, that girl would have a ring on her finger right now, bro. Like a very expensive ring on her finger right now. If you have any information regarding the death of this young girl, Bridget Shield, please call Crime Stoppers at 404 577 TIPS. 404 577 TIPS. Nancy Grace. Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.